Hello everyone and welcome back to Local Legends with Lark Farley. I'm your host, Lark. If you're new, basically I share with you all stories that took place in my small hometown, Brown County, in Indiana. These are stories range from true crime to the paranormal and everywhere in between. If you'd like to share your own hometown stories, you can email me at locallegendswithlark at gmail.com and you might be featured on the podcast. As always, all the articles and resources used in today's episode will be posted in the description should you want to check those out for yourself. So welcome back, everyone. I know I was supposed to post last week, but you know, life happens and here we are. So today's episode is not going to be a fun one, okay? And it comes with a big old trigger warning. We are going to be talking about a child solicitation sting operation that took place in Brown County and surrounding counties. And obviously, as part of that, we're going to be talking about really uncomfortable um, things related to minors, So if that makes you uncomfortable, which obviously it should make everybody uncomfortable, I just want to, you know, prepare you because this is an adult episode and we're going to be talking about adult themes. And before we start off, I just have to say, why are some men so disgusting? Because here's the thing. Are we surprised that um, all of the men that were arrested as part of this child solicitation ring seeing operation were men? So that's great. We love that. Anyway, let's get into it and break it all down as we always do. I will say that this one did take a toll on my mental health because people are so gross sometimes and I can't imagine being like the parent. Well, first of all, I just can't imagine being a parent that my anxiety could never. But secondly, I can't imagine being a parent of a child who is being sexually exploited by an adult man online. It's horrifying and so scary. And I just can't ever even begin to imagine what that would feel like. So let's prepare ourselves as we get into today's episode. Like I stated, trigger warning, we're going to be talking about a lot of really deep, dark, terrible subject matter. So like I said, child solicitation ring sting operation that took place in Brown County and surrounding counties. There were a series of articles published in the Brown County Democrat that dated from December 2020 to November 2022. I waited and sat on this story because I wanted to see if there would be additional updates, and I'm glad I did because there were. There was a lot of information to get through in order to prepare for this episode. Let me just say that. Like, I I had to read so much stuff, so many interviews, so much just really honestly gnarly deep dark uh stuff okay because i read some things i just didn't want to read i'm just i don't want to read how men try to capture and just exploit children it's not good and just extremely extremely disturbing Getting prepared and ready for this episode took me a while, okay? I had to get mentally prepared for what I was about to read. Like I said, these articles posted December 2020 to November 22nd, and these articles uh, focused 
on a child solicitation sting operation that took place in Brown County, Johnson County, and Franklin. So Johnson County and Franklin are not very far away, maybe 15-20 minute drive from Brown County. So very close together. So the first article was published on December 11, 2020, and they released an article in the Brown County Democrat titled, Pulling Back the Curtain, 10 Captured in Child Solicitation Sting Operation. Now, in this article, it detailed the initial sting operations and then what came out and resulted from that. So in collaboration with the Johnson County Sheriff's Office, Johnson County Prosecutor's Office, Brown County Sheriff's Office, and Covenant Rescue Group. Now, Covenant Rescue Group is an Alabama-based nonprofit that's focused on fighting human trafficking across the country and works very closely with law enforcement agencies on operations such as this one that help arrest the men that are soliciting minors. Now, this specific sting operation was called Operation Firewall and was a first of its kind in the surrounding counties that were involved in it. It was the first time something like this had ever been done. Now, this operation started with undercover detectives posing as underage girls on social media. Now, over the course of three days, nine men came to the counties with the intention of meeting teen girls for sex. So just think about that. So we have like undercover detectives posing as underage girls to get these men, right? And they only talked to these men, like, so they created these accounts of uh, posing as underage girls, and it only took them three days, three days of communication with these men to get these men to plan to meet them at a location. That's wild. While it only took three days to get these men to come to the location that they set, the operation itself took nine months to put into place and get organized. Now, on December 24, 2020, the undercover detectives were able to lure three men to Johnson County on December 25th, 2020. So that's on Christmas Day, y'all. And on December 26th, four additional men were lured. Now, you know how I said that's all men? What's interesting, one of the men from this operation had a woman traveling with him, which is just like, excuse me? It's bad and it's like terrible that like you as a full grown adult would travel to go have sex with a child like that's bad enough but then you like bring a sidekick along excuse me it's messed up now i will say we don't know the circumstances there could be a lot more involved that's not said because i will say the woman was not arrested just hypothesizing here she could have been held captive right it could have been an abusive situation which i would not be surprised you know keep that in mind But it was something that he noted that a woman was traveling with one of the men. Now, of the charges that were brought against these men in question, they included charges for controlled substance possession, child solicitation, and pornography charges for sending obscene material to minors because they sent some gnarly, gnarly stuff to these undercover detectives posing as teenage girls, aka children. Now, the undercover detectives created fake profiles on social media sites, and during the chats, detectives would make clear that the girl was underage. They made it very explicit. There was no question over whether or not these men were texting with children. They knew and were aware. Specifically in this case, the conversation would inevitably turn sexual in nature, and from the arrangements would be made for the girl to meet up with the man. Yeah, you can leave it to your imagination as to what was all said and shared. A quote from one of the detectives 
uh, that was part of the sting operation said, I took part in the investigation and it was very eye-opening. The night that I was there, I listened to the chats, the people texting back and forth, and the pictures that were being shared. It just simply turned my stomach that these individuals, knowing that we had underage people, showed up to meet them for a sexual fantasy. Now, what's also interesting about this specific sting operation was that all of the men but one was outside of the county. All of the other men that were arrested were from respective counties, like neighboring ones. So they traveled there with the explicit purpose of having sex with a minor. Now, according to one of the detectives, they stated that every time you take one of these individuals off the street, you're saving or protecting 25 children. And what's also so so disturbing about this is that, that these men physically travel to a location for the specific purpose of meeting a child for sexual favors. It just, like, because of that, it heightened all of the charges that these men got brought against them to level four felonies. So, like, good luck, fellas. See you in, like, 15 years. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, my gosh. Now, most of the men that were arrested faced 12 years in prison with an additional six-year advisory sentence as well as $10,000 in fines. And there were two men who were charged with additional pornography charges. They faced an additional two to five years on top of all that other sentencing. The goal of this uh, operation was obviously to catch human traffickers. Local law enforcement had been monitoring social media, and they had found several posts alluding to human trafficking that was happening in the counties, which is also so disturbing. The men who were arrested ranged in age from 24 to 62. They were of varying races from rural and suburban parts of the counties. One of the detectives stated there wasn't a singular physical description to identify them. These people look like normal people, and I think that's where we are kind of amazed that there's no stereotype or description for this type of crime and the person that commits it. Which is like, yeah, duh. Like, are you trying to say, like, wouldn't it be nice if all blonde-haired and blue-eyed men, they were the ones that did this? It's like, no, of course not. Like, <sighs> Counties that were involved in this initial sting operation are planning for another similar operation, obviously, because we're going to get into it. There's a few more that happened after this one. And officials urge parents to monitor their children's social media activity closely and to keep in a close eye on who follows them and the message they, they are receiving, which is, like, honestly, easier said than done. Like, obviously, as a parent, you want your child to be safe. But it's like, I have no idea and I'm not about to sit here and try to give you advice as a childless gal. I'm not about to sit here and try to give parents advice on this because I have absolutely no idea. Good luck. You know, like, good luck trying to get control over your kids' social media. How do you monitor that? How do you tell them who they who they can talk to and who they can't? Because I, I don't know. I have no idea. It's a nice idea, but it's a lot harder to put into practice. You know what I'm saying? So like I said, that was the first sting operation. And now we're going to get into the second one that took place shortly after the first one. This one had 20 men arrested compared to the first that had nine men. So we almost, we doubled. We doubled and then some. The amount of men that got arrested in the second operation. So this article was posted in the Brown County Democrat on November 4th, 2022, two years after the first sting operation took place. And the article is titled, Johnson County Officers Arrest 20 Men in the Largest Child Solicitation Sting Operation to Date. Which, like, shout out. So 20 men in total would be arrested as part of a three-day. Again, they love the three days. I guess that's all it takes. Which is, again, it's just, ugh. It's a three 
day child sex sting operation. The operation was in collaboration between the Johnson County Franklin Police Department and the men arrested ranged in age, again, very diverse age, 21 to 64. This would be the largest operation of its kind to date with 20 arrests made. Once again, law enforcement posed as underage girls on social media with the men in question planning to arrive at the agreed upon location. The officials stated that the conversations were extremely troubling and disturbing. And I can only imagine. The men who were arrested brought with them some, let's just say, interesting, horrifying items to the meeting location. These items ranged from firearms, mm-hmm, guns, that's right, they brought guns to meet a child, alcohol, and drugs. Some of the men traveled from across state lines for the purpose of having a sexual encounter with a minor. Three of the men came from very far away states, such as Washington. Not Washington, D.C., Washington State, y'all, all the way on the West Coast. That guy got in his car and drove from Washington State to Indiana for the explicit perf- purpose of having sex with a child. West Virginia and Alabama. Many of the men made it explicit that the child was supposed to get in their car and travel to another undisclosed location for the encounter. It's so scary! It's so scary. Oh my god. Not only are these grown men, like, sexually explicitly talking to children and wanting to meet with them to have a sexual encounter with them, they also want this child to get in their car and be driven somewhere. It's so scary. Oh, I I don't know how parents do it. I don't know. I don't know how you do it. One of the detectives stated, we will never know the true extent or impact these investigations have on the safety of our children. Knowingly meeting with a minor and wanting to take that minor away from their home, travel miles away, scares all of us. Yeah, yeah, it scares me too. That's horrific. That's like some serial killer stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh my gosh. Those involved in the operation urge parents to be aware of what their child is doing on their social media accounts and to make sure that they are aware of who their child is talking to online. Which, again, it's like, that is true. That's, like, the goal. But how do you practically do that? I don't know. I don't know. Because Instagram doesn't make it easy. And minors can just lie about their age and make an account. Same with most social media apps. It's very disturbing. It's so disturbing. The detectives went on to quote, There are people who prey on our children every day, and we must be vigilant in knowing who is communicating with them. Officials stated that these operations will continue to be conducted as they have been very successful in leading to arrests. The first operation that took place in December 2020 led to 10 arrests in total. Another operation took place in April 2020 that resulted in 8 additional arrests. And another operation in May of 2021 resulted in 11 arrests. On November 21st, 2022, another child solicitation sting operation took place that resulted in 2 men pleading guilty and being sentenced for child solicitation. A man in Franklin was sentenced to 8 years for sexting a teen. The man was accused of fondling and sending lewd photos to a 14-year-old girl. He pled guilty and was sentenced for 8 years. Which, like, 8 years? That's all we could do for this situation? 8 years? Really? That's all. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Sure. 
Uh, this man had previously pled guilty to charges on June 10th and was part of, and as part of the plea agreement, a single charge of child molestation as a level four felony was dismissed. He will serve six of his eight years sentence in prison and the last two will be under probation. Police were notified in April 2020 that the man had brought a cell phone for the teen, which he asked her to keep private. Adult men, what is happening? What are you doing? Just stop. Can you just stop? Chill out. Why would you want to sext a mi- a child? They're a child. They're not even a minor. Let's take that word out. They're a child. And honestly, if you are sexually fantasizing children, you need to get help, okay? Therapy, um, go to the doctor, something. Just the thought of, like, traveling so far to meet up with this child for the explicit purpose of having sex with them is so disturbing. I don't know. This whole situation is just rough. I guess I'm glad that these men were taken off. I mean, I am glad that these men are no longer, like, just out and about, like, chilling and vibing, um, interacting with minors, because I just can't, I can't see that they hadn't had other situations with minors, like, this is their first time, because just, like, the fact that they're willing to drive so far, the fact that they brought guns with them and drugs and alcohol and, like, told the child that, or, the, you know, the fake child, obviously, is the detectives. But, like, anyway, they, like, told the detectives posing as children that they were going to, like, take them somewhere else. Like, just, like, they're going to kidnap them. And who knows what would have happened then. I don't, so disturbing. It's so disturbing. And parents out there listening, I don't know how to help you. I'm going to be honest. I don't know. This is why I have cats. Because the thought of having a child freaks me out. Too much. It's way too much. Because I don't know how you control what your child is exposed to on social media. Social media is like just way too intense. I guess all you can do is like talk to your kid, you know, like an adult and be like, hey, like, the internet's weird, and social media's weird, and people are very weird and unsafe and scary, and they're gonna say some really gnarly stuff, and they're gonna, you know, talk to me about it. I guess it's like that. Keep an open line of communication, if at all possible, with your kid, because the minute they close off and disassociate from you, good luck. Because who knows what they're, who they're talking to, what they're saying, what plans are being made. So just, I guess that's my recommendation, right? And this is, don't, Everything I say, take it with a grain of salt, because, again, I don't have kids, so, you know, I don't know anything. But, like, open line of communication. Talk to them like adults about this stuff so they're aware of issues and, you know, the risks of safety. Show them how to block people. Show them how to private stuff so they feel safer and are in that way can't be taken advantage of as, as quickly or easily. Other than that, honestly, parents, I feel for you because that's some scary stuff. Guys are scary, okay? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, you know, for all guys listening, I hope that you're normal and I hope you're okay and I'm sure you are, but like, y'all need to figure it out, okay? Talks amongst yourselves and get this figured out because it's scary and, you know, just leave kids alone. How about that? How about that? How about we just leave children alone? I don't know. It was a stressful, intense episode, and I'm sorry for that, but you know what? We cover everything here, and we just talk about it. 
like I stated, you know, Brown County's really got it all, unfortunately. You know, sometimes for the best, sometimes like this for the worst. And if it can happen in rural areas in the middle of nowhere, okay, with small specks worth of populations, I can only imagine what it's like in bigger cities and bigger places suburban areas. I don't know. Just be, what do we always say here on the podcast, y'all? You got to stay safe, you know, do what you can to keep yourself safe. So that's it for this episode. Looking into the next one, I'm going to be covering a interesting local legend of itself. This was a stories I'd heard from my grandparents and from other people that had lived in Brown County since like the 50s and 60s. So this is very old. And It's about a traveling troop, if you will, or group of people that passed through Brown County in the 50s and 60s. Now, this group by the people that told me stories and what I've heard from locals about them was assumed to be Romani, but that's not the case. Like, I researched extensively this and I found some historical records and historical um, news articles about this group in particular and they're not they were not romani like that that is not the case if you're interested check in next time and we'll be discussing a traveling troop of people that passed through brown county the stories that locals told and um remembered from their time there but then also like the historical nature of the specific group and who they were why they traveled the way that they did etc because history is actually really interesting and something that i personally had never heard about Because I think we have this idea in our head that, um, like, traveling troops or groups of people are all Romani, and that's just, like, because that's not the case. That is not the case at all. And in America, we had a lot of variants of traveling groups of people, and this one in particular has just a very interesting history that I'm very intrigued to get into and discuss with you guys, because it might be something that you've never heard of either. So check it back in for that episode if you're interested. And in the meantime, stay safe, stay hydrated, and I'll catch you next time. Bye.